0: The class of 2019 has selected Professor Aaron Tang as the faculty speaker. (laughs) Professor Tang joined the UC Davis Law faculty in 2016. After law school, he served as a law clerk to Justice Sonia Sotomayor of the United States Supreme Court and he worked at an international law firm. Professor Tang's scholarship is published in the nation's leading law reviews and he's an acclaimed and popular teacher. Please welcome Professor Aaron Tang. Uh, Thank you, Dean Johnson, and thank you, Class of 2019, for the chance to join everybody here today. My time up here is uh, short, so I'm only going to try to make one point. Uh, But don't worry, in true law school fashion, I will repeat that point several times in (laughs) different, confusing, maybe even inconsistent ways. Uh, And there will definitely be moments when you wish you were on Instagram instead. (laughs) Okay, so here's the point. In America today, there is something wrong with how we talk when we talk about ourselves. And over the next eight minutes or so, I hope to try to persuade everyone to join me in an an effort to change how we talk when we talk about ourselves. Now, I'm going to use myself as an example, uh, but for that to work, I have to introduce myself to everyone here a little bit more fully. Uh, So I need to apologize in advance for a short and somewhat awkward autobiography. Okay. So my name is Aaron Tang. I was born and raised in Painesville, Ohio. Uh, which is a small rural town that is as short on diversity as it is on good jobs. The poverty rate in Painesville is 20% higher than it is in the rest of the country, and children there are plagued by high levels of obesity. My parents immigrated to Ohio from Taiwan when they were in their early 20s, carrying little more than a rice cooker and a couple of hundred dollars in their pockets. They worked their tails off when they got here. My mom waited tables at a local diner, uh, just like I did when I was in high school a generation later. Our whole family encountered racism, obstacles, all along the way. Uh, I'll never forget the day my brother lost an election for high school class secretary, and he found out that one of his classmates had crossed out his name on the ballot to write stupid chink in its place. My parents fought a lot, uh, and ended up getting a bitter divorce when I was very young. Uh, Things were so explosive between them that they could barely stand to be in the same room. Uh, And so before long, my dad just left. He moved literally across the world to live in China, leaving us to be raised by a single mom. But despite all of this, I worked hard. I never gave up. Uh, Through sheer force of will, I finished college, finished law school. The rest you know from Dean Johnson's introduction. I clerked for Justice Sonia Sotomayor at the Supreme Court of the United States. And I'm now lucky enough to teach here at one of the finest law schools in the nation. Okay. So all of what I just said is true, but it's also not quite. I have a confession to share today. As I've gotten older, it's gotten harder and harder to lie about my life, to lie like I have to all of you just now. Now, I'm not talking about outrageous, gratuitous lies. right? I haven't told you some uh, crazy, bald-faced lie like if I said I was once a fashion model for some internationally popular clothing brand. Or or if I told you I was close, personal friends with Khloe Kardashian. Uh, Or if I claimed that I once made it through five episodes as a contestant on The Bachelorette. Uh, Although, come to think of it, one of those things actually is true. (laughs) But the nature of of the lie I have told you just now uh, is more subtle than the comments I just uh, gave, Uh, but it is a lie nonetheless, uh, a kind of untruth that I think is just as dangerous for the fabric of our society. Okay, so what lie or untruth have I been guilty of? Let me try and coin a term for you today. Uh, I've been guilty of something called adversity boosting. Adversity boosting. Okay, so what is adversity boosting? It's when we paint a picture of ourselves that overemphasizes the adversity we've experienced without doing full justice to the privilege we've also enjoyed. That's the kind of untruth I've told just now. Perhaps this concept, this notion of adversity boosting, sounds familiar to you. Uh, but if it doesn't, I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, I'll start with one that may be near and dear to some of your hearts: uh, Golden State Warriors MVP point guard Steph Curry. So Steph Curry uh, likes to—we got some fans here, right? We're in Warriors country, kind of. Uh, so Steph Curry likes to spin an underdog narrative. He likes to adversity boost. He talks about how his doubters said he was too short, and too skinny, too slow to play basketball for a major college team, uh, much less in the NBA. But he overcame these obstacles, as he tells it, through hard work and dedication. And in one sense, that's true. Steph Curry has overcome lots of obstacles, with the notable exception of LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers in the 2016 NBA Finals. (laughs) Sorry, I told you I'm from Ohio, I couldn't help myself. Warriors blew a 3-1 lead. Uh, but in any case, the full story of Steph Curry is much more complicated, much more complicated, uh, than this underdog narrative. You see, Steph Curry is the son of Dell Curry, and Dell Curry is a 16-year NBA veteran who taught countless lessons about the game of basketball to his son, to say nothing of earning more than 40 million dollars over the course of his professional career. That full Steph Curry story you see is one of great privilege as well as adversity. Let me give you another example, the President of the United States. (laughs) Donald Trump consistently sells himself as a self-made businessman. He once claimed, and I quote, I built what I built myself. I did it by working long hours, working hard, and working smart. This is adversity boosting at its peak. And it has to be said it's worked. According to one recent survey, roughly half of Americans believe that the president is a self-made billionaire. Perhaps he doesn't get elected otherwise. And now maybe the president did work long, hard hours, but he also inherited more than $400 million from his father. He benefited from countless public projects, tax breaks, and yes, corporate bankruptcies. And so, folks, when the president can claim that he is an example of how anything is possible in America through hard work alone, and people believe him, well, you can start to see what I mean when I say there's something wrong with how we talk when we talk about ourselves. Now, maybe you're thinking to yourself, So what, right? Who cares if people wrongly think Steph Curry, Donald Trump, even Aaron Tang are rags to riches stories if they're not, right? What harm does a little adversity boosting in a casual conversation, a job interview, a graduation speech, what what harm does it really cause? Well, more than you might think. For one thing, adversity boosting drowns out the experiences and the achievements of those of us who have suffered through the most significant kinds of adversity, including some people on this stage. I'm talking about victimization dire poverty, personal endangerment. But even worse, and more perniciously, adversity-boosting warps society's collective attitudes towards government, towards public service. If every successful person that we come across claims to be an example about how hard work, perseverance alone was enough for them to achieve the American dream, then we as a society might start to believe that, hey, hard work by itself actually is all that matters. We might start believing that public goods like high quality public education, universal healthcare, that they aren't the government's responsibility to provide to everybody because, hey, look, Steph Curry, Donald Trump, Professor Tang, they all did it by themselves. Everyone else ought to be able to also. Or maybe you're thinking to yourself, fine, this is all great, but what does this have to do with us, the graduating class of 2019? Well, again, more than you might think, especially on this day, for regardless of how much adversity you fought to get through, uh, fought through to get to this stage, and I have no doubt that many of you had far greater obstacles to surmount than I had, once you cross this stage, things are gonna be a little bit different. Because on the other side of this stage is a life marked by real privilege. Only 12% of all Americans hold any kind of an advanced degree like the one you now hold, and a much smaller fraction still was lucky enough to earn that degree from an institution like King Hall. So put simply, few people have had the kind of educational opportunity that you've been blessed with, and so few have the kind of earnings potential uh, or ability to affect change in the world that you now possess. So my ask of you today is simple. After you walk across this stage, try to be honest about your full life story with the people that you meet. So sure, talk about the adversity you've overcome, you have earned that right, but talk also about the privilege you've enjoyed along the way. Because if we can start talking honestly about our privilege, then maybe society as a whole may come to realize just how huge a role it plays in the world. Now, I recognize that talking about your privilege can feel kind of uncomfortable, so let's walk this road together, and I'll try first. My name is Aaron Tang. My parents came to America from Taiwan with little material wealth, but they both had college degrees. I grew up in a small Ohio town that lacked in diversity and, yes, included a few racists. But my public school teachers were not among them. Several incredible educators believed in me, challenged me to become my best self. For much of my childhood, my father was around sporadically, if at all. But he and my mother paid for the full cost of my college tuition. With their love and support, with inspiration from great teachers, the truth is I've had virtually limitless opportunity in my life including, most importantly, the opportunity to be a retail clothing model for American Eagle Outfitters back in the magical summer of 2005. Thank you, congratulations, Class of 2019. Thank you, Model Tang.